Welcome to the Focus Church Podcast. Thank you for joining us today. We hope that it inspires you and gives you a fresh perspective. Enjoy the sermon. Coming to you live from Destiny Drive this morning, my name is Mike Santiago. I have the privilege of being the lead pastor of an incredible church called Focus Church. And man, if you stumbled across this stream somehow, one of your friends shared it. Maybe one of your cousins shared it, someone that you don't talk to a lot shared it, but you were able to come across this stream. I just want to welcome you into our church. Man, we believe that life change is possible, and it is not limited by location. Why don't you do me a favor right now in the comment section below? I just want you to share where you're watching from. I know that our audience reaches wide, and our audience reach is is strong, and so go ahead and, and hit share. Wherever you're watching from today, I just want to know, and I'm watching uh, on Facebook, I'm watching uh, on YouTube here in the comment section. I'd love to know where you're tuning in from. Hey, and sharing is caring. One of the best things you could do is share this word, share this message, because maybe at at, at a later time, at a a later time, someone's going to watch the replay, and when they watch the replay of this message, their life could be changed forever, and I want you to know today that it is a powerful, powerful thing that God is doing. I'm watching here in the comment section, people clapping, people saying that we are not limited by location from Cary, North Carolina. My mom is watching from Madrid, Spain. I can get started now. An audience of one, that's all I need is Dana Santiago watching. The only validation I need is that of my mother's. Uh, Cary, North Carolina. Downtown Raleigh, represent. City Campus, represent. Clayton, hey, what's up? Hope you're doing well. Pam Scarborough is watching all the way from Wendell. Zebulon, Durham. We got a great, great crowd here today. Man, it has been amazing. All the way from Nightdale. So glad you're joining us today. It has been amazing to watch what God has done through our church, even during times like these. These times are unprecedented, crazy. A lot is changing, and uh, I, 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 I'm amazed at the amount of change, not just locally, not just nationwide, but the amount of change globally that we've encountered. I mean, this pandemic has changed gas prices. This, this, this pandemic has changed toilet paper prices. For the first time ever, a roll of toilet paper costs you more than a barrel of oil. Very interesting times that we live in. Travel has changed. Travel has changed. The economy has changed. Education. Shout out to all my homeschool parents, dads and moms out there that are home educating their kids by default. Education has changed. This global crisis has changed everything. The way that we uh, order takeout and the way that we order groceries and the way that we drive in our cars and the way that we interact with our family and the way that we do funerals and weddings. I've done both of those things during this pandemic and they looked completely different. A lot has changed. I'd love to know in the comment section what has changed for you. What has changed during this crisis for you? What has been the biggest change that you've noticed? My kids were already homeschooled, so not much changed there. I already love to eat out and to take through the drive-thru anyways, so not much has changed there. But one thing has changed. One thing has changed. And that is access to a good haircut. Access to a good haircut has changed. As a matter of fact, this global crisis has brought about an amount of change 
that is unprecedented when it comes to your haircut. Now, I had a deal with my barber. He gave me some sort of lotion, and it stayed on my hair this entire time. So my hair is perfectly well kept. Uh, he's going to, whenever this thing is over, the lotion expires. But for right now, uh, my hair is well kept. And I'm not cutting my hair today. I thought about maybe cutting uh, John Hodges's hair. Can we get this camera over here? So is John in the background here? Uh, I thought about maybe giving poor John a haircut today. But John says no. In the comment section, uh, how much would you give to give to Focus.com? I'm just kidding. I'm not auctioning off a haircut for John Hodges, but that would be funny. We got access to bad haircuts. As a matter of fact, I want to show you some bad haircuts here on the screen. Uh, let, me, let me see some of those bad haircuts. Can we put those on the screen today? Oh, praise God. Praise God for the bowl cut. Started at a zero, and he's still there. Started at a one guard, and they went all the way up. Go to the next one. <laughs> The left is what they were trying to accomplish, and the right is what they ended up with. So sad. Sad to see that on top. Oh, I don't approve of whatever's on top of that man's refrigerator, but that haircut is legit. It's legit. Look at that, the mohawk. Oh, that one's rough. That one is, is rough. <laughs> COVID cuts. COVID cuts. Is there any more? Is that all of them? That's all of them. The COVID cut is a real thing. My brother actually tagged me in the COVID cut challenge on Instagram. He told me, he tagged me, he said, you have to do anything less than a three guard and uh, you have to do it with someone that's not a professional. You have to get your hair cut and um, that's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. Haircuts happen to us, but today I want to talk about what's changing within us. See, the tragedy would be for everything to change around me without anything changing within me. The tragedy would be for our world to change around us, but for God to never have done anything during this season within us. A haircut is not enough. I need something to happen inside of me. I need a change to happen within me during this season so that I can better myself and leave this season better than I came into it. So we're going to be in the book of Deuteronomy. If you like Old Testament narratives, you're going to love this one. In the book of Deuteronomy, I've never preached out of Deuteronomy as far as I can recall. But we're going to be in Deuteronomy chapter 12. Deuteronomy chapter 12. And I believe what God is doing to the people of God during this season is also, is also what he was doing to the people of God during that season. In Deuteronomy, he's not only getting them out of Egypt, but he's getting the Egypt out of them. And so what I believe that we're going to see is as we, as we exit this crisis mode and we go into recovery mode, that I, I don't want to just get us out of Egypt, but I want to get the Egypt out of us. And I don't want to stay the same. I don't want everything to have changed around me without anything having changed within me. And I believe that it's so important that we open our hearts and open our minds to the word today. Deuteronomy chapter 12. Deuteronomy chapter 12, beginning in verse 8, 8 through 11. Your pattern, this is Moses speaking, your pattern of worship will change. Today, all of you are doing as you please because you have not yet arrived at the place of rest, the land the Lord your God is giving you as, a special, as your special possession. Verse 10, but you will soon cross the Jordan River. The land, live in the land that Lord, the Lord your God is giving to you. 
when he gives you rest from all your enemies and you're living safely in the land, you must bring everything I commanded you, your burnt offerings, your sacrifices, your tithes, and your sacred offerings. This message is not about giving, by the way, just so you know, it's not about giving. Don't worry. And to fulfill in your in your offerings to fulfill a vow to the designated place of worship, the place of the Lord your God. He chooses for his name to be honored. I can't wait to get back to our designated place of worship. <laughs> I cannot wait to get back. I know that God can work without you know in, in all the homes that we're in right now, but there is something about a designated house of worship. There is something about a designated place of worship. There is something about bringing my worship and bringing my offerings and bringing my tithes to the house of God. There's something special that happens when we when we cross the Jordan and we build a temple for the for God to to dwell in. And I believe that we're going to be there very soon. But what I do not want is I do not want the pattern of my worship to not change after this pandemic. I do not want to be like the people of God where there are no change. There is no changes that happens even post-crisis. It says your pattern of worship will change. But you will soon cross the Jordan River and live in the land. The land that the Lord your God is giving to you. I'd like to speak prophetically today three things that can't make the cut after crisis in a message I've titled, The COVID Cut. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for your church. Thank you that the gates of hell cannot prevail against it. We love you so much. Thank you for your word. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. The COVID cut. The COVID cut as they call it, the COVID cut. What needs to change, not just around me, but within me during this season? What do I need to change? If I got more time on my hands, what do I need to change? If I have more access to my children than ever before, what needs to change? What needs to change within me? If everything is changing around me, if the economy is changing, if education is changing, if travel is changing, if haircuts are changing, and if, if access to food is changing, then what does God want to change within me? If everything is changing around me, then surely this probably is the right time for God to change something within me. So what can't make the cut? What do I need to change? Well, the first thing is the patterns of my past can't make the cut to the promised land. The patterns of my past cannot make the cut to the promised land. It says that the patterns of worship will change. See, church will never be the same ever again. Church will never be the same ever again. Your life might never be the same ever again, but I believe it's not going to be for the worse. It's going to be for the better. We have analysis and experts telling us how worse everything is going to get, but I want to let you know how much better you're going to get because you're going to be more desperate for God than ever before. The world is going to shift their attention to the things of the Lord more than ever before. Never 
never, never in the history of my lifetime, probably your lifetime, have we ever needed God more than we need him right now? Have we ever been able to be more desperate for him? Have we ever been able to clean out our prayer closet and get back to a place where our patterns of worship must change? It can't be about a song. It cannot be about a sermon. It cannot be about a, 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 an environment or an experience. It has to be about an encounter with the living God. And something has to change within you. If everything is changing around you, you cannot go without a change that happens within you. So the patterns, patterns have to change. I came across this graph. I thought it was super helpful from Dan Burke. He says, what do I do? What do I want to be during COVID-19? I think they might have it split screen. Is that possible? What do, what, what do I want to be during COVID-19? And he talks about the three different zones. And if I could be really honest with you guys, I've lived in all three of these zones, and I've sometimes retreated back to some of these zones during this season, if I'm super honest. The first zone is the fear zone, where I complain frequently. I forward all the messages and all the blog posts and all the articles that I receive. I, I get mad easily. I spread emotions related to fear and anger. I grab food, toilet paper, and medication that I do not need. That's the fear zone. I think some of us are even still living in the fear zone. But I don't want you to live in the fear zone. Then you move to, to the learning zone. During COVID-19, I, I start to give up on what I can't control. I stop compulsively consuming what hurts me from uh, food to news and everything in between. I identify my emotions. So you're starting to learn how to cope during the crisis and you're in the learning zone. I become aware of the situation and, and think and, and, and how to act. I evaluate information before spreading something false. I got a word from the Lord for all my cousins today. I evaluate information before spreading something false. I recognize that we are all trying to do our best. Some of you have moved from the fear zone to the learning zone. But I, what I want to challenge you with today is the growth zone. The growth zone. I think of others and see how to help them. Our church is doing an amazing job at this. We're, we're helping people get groceries and food and supplies, anything that they need, those that cannot leave their homes, things like that. I make my talents available to those who need them. Did you know that we've uh, opened up our studio in the Apex campus for the town of Apex to use for video updates or anything like that. We begin to use our resources for other people. We begin to use our resources for other churches and other organizations to use our equipment that we have. I live in the present and focused on the future. That's where I am. I, I constantly live in the present and focused on the future. I'm empathetic with myself and with others. I appreciate and think, I, I think and appreciate others. I keep a happy emotional state and spread hope. I came here today to spread some hope. I look for a way to adapt to new changes. And I practice quietude, patience. We could just put spiritual disciplines in there. I just feel like that's so important. It's so valuable for us to realize that there's probably been a several seasons or several phases within this pandemic. If you're in the fear zone right now, I want to encourage you to get into the learning zone. And if you're in the learning zone right now, I want to encourage you to get into the growth zone. It helps to get up in the morning, to brush your teeth, to comb your hair, put some regular clothes on. If, you're, if you haven't put jeans on yet during this crisis, go ahead and do it. Go ahead because God wants to teach you something. 
Things are about to change. Get ready to cross the Jordan River. I want to speak prophetically to someone today that might have gotten stuck in, in, in the wilderness, stuck wandering in the wilderness during this crisis. I want to let you know that it's time to cross the Jordan River and that the special possession that God has for you is the promised land. It's the land flowing with milk and honey. It's the, it's the land where, where, where those who thirst will never thirst again. I want to encourage you today, everyone at the sound of my voice, you are not going to stay in the wilderness much longer. You're going to be able to cross over the Jordan. Your life will not look like it looks like right now. As soon as you cross over that river, you're going to know that God is on your side and that the promised land is in front of you. Your best days are not behind you. Your best days are in front of you. And the reason I know that is because God knows the future more than you can recall the past. I want to let you know he is the author, perfecter, and finisher of your faith. And so if you're wondering who's writing this narrative, if you're wondering what fake news to understand, I know the ultimate author. I know the ultimate reporter. And whose report will I believe? I will believe the report of the Lord. Whose report should you believe? You should believe the report of the Lord today. Can I get an amen in the comment section this morning? The things you can't change, the patterns of my past can't make the cut to the promised land. Second one, the people in my past can't make the cut <laughs> to the promised land. <laughs> Help me, Jesus. Help me, Jesus. It says he gives you rest from all your enemies. It says he gives you rest from all your enemies. What does that mean? That means that there are patterns that will have to change and that there are people that will have to change. Patterns and people are going to have to change. There are some friends that you started this thing with that won't be able to cross the Jordan River with you anymore. There are some patterns that you started this thing with that you can't carry over into the promised land. And there are some people in your life. That, this is a perfect time. I was listening to a, a theologian and he was saying, this is the perfect time to renegotiate relationships. This is the perfect season to renegotiate rivalries. This is the perfect time to put your enemies to rest. I'm not saying you need to go out there and, and threaten and kill and hurt and, and wound. What I'm telling you is you can rearrange and renegotiate the level of relationship that you have with certain people that you know were keeping you in the wilderness when God has called you to the promised land. The, this virus is the perfect off-ramp for so many relationships. This virus is the ex exit ramp for so many things in your life that you didn't need. It has distilled your life down to the very things that you needed, down to the very simple things that you needed. And if there hasn't been a, a shift in your relationships, if there hasn't been a rest in your enemies, if there hasn't been an adjustment in your relationships, then maybe, just maybe this was God trying to get your attention to say, I can't take you to the promised land. I can't take you to the promised land if you still associate with those people. I can't take you to the promised land when those are your friends. Now, I'm not here to say you need to go out there and block everybody. If that helps you, that's fine. But what I'm telling you is you need to reevaluate your circle of influence. Reevaluate your friendships. Reevaluate who you spend time with. Look at your most recent text messages. Look at your recent call list and understand that if any of those people have occupied space in your mind or heart or emotions that don't deserve to be there, then you have to understand they can't make it to the promised land. They can't make it to the promised land. If, if, if there's someone right now watching this who had a, a, Lord help me, 
A boyfriend less than ideal. Now is the time. Blame it on the virus. Put it in the comment section. Blame it on the virus. Sorry. They used to say, God told me to break up with you. Now you can say, COVID-19, I have to break up with you. Why? Because some of you have attached yourself to people that can't get to the promised land. You've associated yourself with places that can't make it to the Jordan River. And so he can't swim. If he can't swim, he can't cross the Jordan. If he, can't, if he can't walk across the Jordan, if he can't swim across the Jordan, you should not be with him. I want to let you know today, any, anyone that's in a relationship that is, that is currently abusive or broken, blame it on the virus. Make me a t-shirt. Someone with a t-shirt company in the comment section, make me a t-shirt that says, I blame it on the virus. Blame it on the virus. I broke up with my boyfriend because I blamed it on the virus. Blamed it on the virus. He gives you rest from your enemies. It's time to renegotiate. It's time to renegotiate and reevaluate. Blame it on the virus. First one is the patterns of my past can't make the cut to the promised land. Second one is the people in my past can't make the cut to the promised land. The third one and the final one is the priorities of my past can't make the cut to the promised land. You must bring everything I command you and nothing that I didn't tell you. See, if your hands are full of things that God didn't call you to bring into the promised land, then they can't be full of the offerings that he's asked you to bring into the promised land. So what are the things that should be in my hands when I enter into the promised land? What's in my hand when I get into the promised land? And he gives you clear instructions right here. He gives you clear instructions right here that you must bring everything I command you, your burnt offerings, your sacrifices, your tithes, your sacred offerings, your offerings to fulfill a vow to the designated place of worship and the place of the Lord your God. He chooses for his name to be honored. See, what, what your hands hold when you cross the Jordan should only be that which is most valuable. You can't bring with you something that is not valuable. If you bring with you something that doesn't belong in the promised land, what it does is it defiles the holy land. It taints the tent of the tabernacle. So you have to bring only that which is sacred, only that which is holy, only that which will stand the test of time. Only that, will we, only that which will withstand the fire and the test. Many of you are carrying things that you shouldn't be carrying into the next season. So clear out the pantry and buy some kale. Start to renegotiate relationships. Start to reprioritize your time. I mean, I'm telling you right now, I, I, I've... I've cut out so many things in my life and I've distilled my life down to very simple things. Spent more time in my backyard during this season than I ever thought possible. Uh, you know what's changed? My love for grass to grow. I never thought I would, I never thought I would care that much about what my backyard looked like. But now, you know what? I'm, I'm looking at my backyard a lot more than I used to, so I care a little bit more. That's just a, a hobby, a, a honey-do list. But there are things in your life that you can't carry into this next season. There's an addiction right now that you're facing. You can't carry that into your next season, sir. There's an internet addiction. You can't carry that into the next season. Ma'am, there's, there's some self-esteem issues. You can't carry that into your next season. It has no place in the promised land. God, not, not, God wants to heal you from whatever it is that might keep you from being holy, righteous into the promised land. He wants to cut it. 
He wants you to experience the COVID cut, the cut from all the things that God does not want in your life. And you already know what those things are. Some of you have indulged in them even greater during this season. Some of you, you haven't been with your secretary because you haven't been at the office. And God has shown you that it's possible. You don't need that addiction. You don't need that uh, unfaithfulness. I'm speaking truth right now to someone in the comment section that you don't need to be unfaithful, that you don't need to be, to be someone that, 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 that takes sin and secrets into the camp. But instead, you can go pure and holy into the promised land. This church is going to cross the Jordan with offering in our hands. I'm not talking about money. I'm talking about worship. This church will not cross the Jordan with politics in our hands. We're not going to cross the Jordan with drama in our hands. We're going to cross the Jordan with a pure, holy, and righteous outlook on what God would have us do. We're going to bring our sacrificial offerings. We're going to serve whenever God calls us to serve. We're going to give whenever God calls us to give. And we're going to follow God wherever he says to follow because his call is not the wilderness. His call on our life is the promised land. And I want to let you know today, the priorities of my past can't make the cut to the promised land. The ultimate priority is to make him Lord and Savior. To put him first. Maybe you've never put God first. <laughs> you came to the right place. With no judgment, no condemnation. I believe God can speak to you right now, and you can put him first. You can make him what we say, Lord and Savior of your life. Not only will you receive him as Savior, saving you from your sins, but you will submit to him as the Lord of your life. I believe that's the biggest priority shift you could make in your entire life. I made it. Many of those watching with you have made it as well. I made it at the, at the age of eight years old. I decided that God would be first, and his son Jesus would come to live in my life. I was the only one to go to the altar on the day that I was saved. I always thought that that was str strange. I was all by myself at the altar. My grandfather had preached, and I came to the front. And he prayed for me, and I'll never forget that day. It's the day that changed my priorities. And today could be that day that changed your priorities. So what I need you to do in the comment section, if that's you today, and just I just want you to write three simple words. If you need Jesus to become the Lord and Savior of your life. I just want you to write, I need Jesus in the comment section. I need Jesus. I need Jesus. It's very simple. It's just an acknowledgement that you're ready to shift your priorities to making him Lord and Savior, that you don't want to have to try to control life on your own, that you don't want to have to go through life on your own. But instead, instead, you can prioritize the presence of God the patterns of my past can't make it to the promised land. The people in my past can't make the cut to the promised land. And the priorities in my, in my past can't make it to the promised land. I'm going to pray for you. just want to thank you in advance for all those that have tuned in and shared and are engaged into life groups and, and all that God is doing in our church. I miss you so much. I say it every week. I mean it every time. And uh, we're headed to cross the Jordan very soon. Very soon we will cross this Jordan River. And when we come out of this thing, I want to be holding sacrificial offerings. Not just money, not just crops, but I want to be holding on to truths, spiritual disciplines, priorities, relationships that matter. 
seeing a lot of people praising God for salvation. Seeing a lot of people praising God for salvation today. I love you so much. Let me pray for you right now. Father, we stand at a strange moment. Much like the people of God, we need to know what's next and when is next. But we also want, we also want to change right now. We don't want to wait for what's next to make the changes you're calling us to make right now. So if everyone at the sound of my voice in living rooms across America, across the world, would just seek the Lord for just a moment and ask Him to reprioritize the presence of God in your life in a greater way. Everyone could receive from that. I need more of God. I need to make more room for the presence of God. You need to make more room for the presence of God. We need to make more room for the presence of God. This pandemic has not kept us from the presence of God. So I need to make more room for the presence of God. I need to prioritize the presence of God. Pray that the presence of God would come to your house right now. The presence of God would overflow from this sanctuary that is quite empty into your house that will be full of this presence. God, we're hungry for a move of God. We're not going to come back to where we came from. We're going to go to the promised land that you've called us to. We're crossing the Jordan, and the Jordan serves as a filter for the patterns of our worship, for the people of our past, and the priorities of our present. Thank you for calling us out. Not only out of Egypt, but for getting the Egypt out of us. We love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And amen. Hey, I want to encourage you to give. If you have not given in a while, maybe you've already set up reoccurring, I want to encourage you to go to givetofocus.com. I want to thank you in advance for the priority level that you've put on the presence of God, bringing offerings to the Lord. And I miss you so much. I'm going to kick it to the boys in the back. God bless you. I love you. See you very soon. Thank you for joining us for today's podcast. This ministry is made possible because of the generosity of so many people like you. To partner with us, you can click the link in our description or visit www.givetofocus.com. If you like this podcast, you can subscribe now or share it with a friend. For more inspirational content, subscribe to our YouTube channel, www.youtube.com slash focus church. Join us next week for another incredible message.